come up with it. Now stolen by Kopitar. He's up the ground. A right wing pass. Trying to get past McNabb. And now Kopitar in front. Ayabello. It's off the bar. You're listening to All the King's Men, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. Do or die. What do you guys have to do differently to get that win on Tuesday? Well, I mean, play better, obviously. Um, I think tonight was a better effort again, but not good enough. So uh, we're going to have to figure out just to, just to win one game. Yeah, we get a guy suspended for playing, making a hockey play, and he butt ends uh, one of the best players in the world in the face with the butt end of his stick. So... If I was confused before, I'm bewildered now. That's an intent to injure play. I, I, I don't like hard hockey. I love hard hockey. Good, honest hard hockey. I love it. And Kopitar is about as tough a guy as you can find. Um, you guys make the judgment because a bunch of BS, to be honest with you. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. Well, uh, I asked for this. Not wasn't alone. A lot of us asked for this. We said we wanted Vegas. We said we wanted to be a part of the story. And uh, we got what we asked for. Um, the series isn't over yet. But I think we all know what kind of uphill battle the Kings are facing if they hope to advance past this round. It's not impossible. Um, but it will take a miracle. Um, it'll take four miracles. Um, we've seen it happen before. It's not outside the realm of possibility. Uh, we went long on this post-game episode, so there will not be a preview of Game 4. You all know what needs to be said. They have to win. They've got to win four games in a row. Never miss an episode by subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other podcasting app, either for iOS or Android. Subscription links and archived episodes can be found at lakings.com podcast. We're here high above the ice at the Bob Miller Press Box inside Staples Center. I'm joined by my best hockey buddy, the Royal Half. How are you doing tonight, the Half? Finally, something that makes the 2016 playoffs uh, look a little upbeat. <laughs> and Jack Jablonski, how are you doing tonight, Jack? Uh, better than you, I get. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in a super awesome mood. Uh, there's not going to be a ton of like, series isn't over, guys. It's okay if you're out of me Use tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use it all up. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I am now committed to the series being over. Uh, I'll take that, Justin. Yeah, I'll take yeah, yeah. What a reach. Kings lose three to one. No, three to two. Sorry, I forgot they, they got one. Um, in my mind, you finally got some Kopitar points for your fans. Yeah, exactly. Heck, I think I think I got four. He was my Dodge Ram player of the night or whatever. Um, <laughs> You're talking about Jesse? You don't live in Canada. You cannot play in. That's that. oh, sorry, right? <laughs> Actually, my, it's my cousin. My cousin's Dodge Ram player of the night. Um, look, whatever, whatever. If you score three goals in three playoff Did games, you just yada yada the game. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> If you only score three goals in three games, your chances are you're not going to win a playoff series, no matter how, no matter how good Jonathan Quick is playing. Yeah. Um, you're on let's, the, let's you're playing soccer. Yeah. Let's yeah. Playing soccer. You might be onto something, Jesse. <laughs> so watching this game, I thought the Kings got outplayed at times. They outplayed Vegas at times. But the biggest complaint, and, and it's so much more exaggerated than it has been in the regular season, was that when they had chances, they didn't bury them. And I thought particularly uh, guilty of that sin tonight was that 70s line. They had opportunities. They didn't bury them. Now, I've been hearing for two days from various people, including my father, who insist 
that Jeff Carter and possibly Tyler Toffoli must be nursing some kind of injuries. Not just for their lack of offense, but the strength of shot appears to be off. The strength of passes seems to be off. The body checking is is not as, I don't know, complete. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, Jack, I spoke to you before the game. I asked you to, to focus in specifically on Carter. Did you see any evidence of that tonight? I definitely saw evidence of Carter's inconsistent play, which were, which is unusual by you know a standard of what we hold him to. It was one of those games where, he, because of that '70s line, it was involved. Uh, it, it, oddly enough, it wasn't Jeff Carter that was leading the charge, and that's that seems to be the case uh, uh, on a common occurrence of Jeff Carter being the reason that you know. You know he gets to fully involved. He gets Pearson involved, and and it was kind of the opposite today, which you know is not a a recipe for success. Uh, at least we haven't seen it before. And tonight was kind of one of those cases where Jeff Carter seemed out of it a little bit. You know he was there, and then all of a sudden you know you see him as the trailer instead of the guy leading the the charge. And so I definitely think you know there's something with Jeff Carter. At least you hope there is uh, for the reason on why. You know, maybe we're seeing some of what we saw tonight. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Vegas is good. And, you know, we continuously have started to believe that as the results kept coming in. And, and tonight was just another case of uh, their, you know, multiple abilities on how to win. Ah, what do you think of, uh, of the, the injury theory? I, you know, I think um, I, I agree with what Jack said about uh, Jeff Carter. I, I think Tafoli's injured. I, I think that... There was a couple times, there was even one time in the offensive zone where he kind of, instead of dumping the puck, just kind of shot it on net, and it was just weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and I think Toffoli's not been a consistent scorer his time here, but he has a shot that we all wish we had, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I I think is injured, but I don't think that's an excuse for anything because nope. there's, you know, however many other players on the ice. And I, I do think Pearson came out flying on that line tonight. Yep. E- even with uh, hitting, like Pearson was really involved with yep. the physical game, which isn't really his game. So it's it's frustrating, but you know, a, a lot of the other teams across the league have injuries, and they're they're finding ways to score more than two <laughs> goals a game. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, you know, there was a there was a shot to Foley had. Uh, I don't remember who hit him, but he hit, it was wide open in the slot, and he comes in, and you know, again, the shot seemed to be moving at half speed, um, and that for me was that's that's what convinced me last season that Kopitar was playing with some sort of arm injury, wrist injury, whatever it was, because the the opportunities were there, the legs were moving, you know, the the simple defensive plays were still there, but it was just the velocity on the shot, the conviction on the passes, or like you said, dumping it in rather than... uh, I I hate using hockey gods as an excuse, mm -hmm. but you know, Brown had a beautiful cross-ice pass that went right underneath his stick. I mean, there was plenty of opportunities for the Kings to to take a 3-0 lead. And if they get if they get a shot on Flurry, he directs it right up the middle. When, I mean, he, that guy has such amazing rebound control that if they are if they do find a little bit of space to get a shot off, he puts it to where the players aren't. I mean, it's just I've really we've seen good goalies. I, mean, I don't know, maybe we haven't seen what's the best goalie the Kings have faced? Lundqvist yeah. in their in their mm-hmm, run. Yeah. I, I don't think we've seen a goalie of this caliber. 
in, in the last few years in the playoffs against the Kings. You know, it's we're usually the ones. There was a yeah. my my heart was was blessed for a few minutes when we, there was a flurry chant going on. What's the last <laughs> time you heard a, an opposing goalie yeah. chant? You know, but it means that you know Elliot and Smith and all these other goalies the Kings point. have rolled over the the last few champion years. This guy is 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 top notch. Yeah. And what I think is even crazier is. You know, the reason the Kings were in Game 1 and in Game 2 was because of Jonathan Quick. And yeah. to say that Jonathan Quick has been outplayed by Mark under Fleury in these three games, oh, yeah. it's crazy to say, but it's true. It's true. And, it, and, it's, and, there's, and it's no bash against... Uh, against Quick because right. he's played no, outstanding. Played out it's just, he, he, you know, the half is right in the sense that Mark under Fleury is playing as the top goaltender in the world right now. Like the like the Kings threw everything at him tonight. And and yes, you know, they're the theory of the that seventies line being injured and, and whether they are or not, you know, they had chances tonight and, and they had plenty of good chances and it Fleury made them look like just easy saves. Yeah. And and it's just it's just so weird to see it flipped on us. And voila! I mean, it's it's hard to think that you know they can overcome another three zero series. <laughs> no, they won't. Um, <laughs> look, the, the, no, I mean, we, I mean, game three, game three against the Sharks in two thousand fourteen was such a different game than this one. I come to this podcast for for positivity and, uh, and hockey jokes. Positive, positive Jesse is gone. Oh, negative, yeah. negative. I hope you have the Kings fed. You yeah. killed positive Jesse. Um, but look, the Kings outshot them thirty nine to 26 yeah. according to the numbers that I'm looking at they had opportunities even if Carter and Toffoli were injured Adrian Kempe's not injured Drew Doughty's not injured you know Dustin Brown is not injured like so I think what we saw here tonight was an opportunity a, a team where credit to the Golden Knights obviously they're up three to nothing they're doing they're doing things right they're out possessing the Kings but it honestly feels to me, and maybe this is just my this is maybe this is just jilted positivity. <laughs> but it just feels to me like the Kings are beating the Kings a little bit more than than the Golden Knights are beating the Kings. And certainly Marc Andre Fleury is is playing a role with that. But there, how many times was there a loose puck in the crease? How many times was there a, an available pass? I mean, they outshot them no, thirty six to thirty nine to twenty six. Like they had chances and they did not convert on them. I I just think this is. A classic case of like us saying, "Oh, let's play Vegas, right? I'll take Vegas for the Sharks," <laughs> and not realizing how good this team is. You know, I mean, it really. This is a good team. I don't know if this team will go on to the final. I, Michael, I don't think they will, but they're gonna have a hell of a ride on the way there. I mean, <coughs> we can get to you know, down the road if if we think that they uh, could or couldn't yeah, go to the f- game four. Yeah, yeah. Their yeah, yeah, but I, it's one of those situations where. You know, game one and game two, I, I think you're know, the better team won. And I don't think the Kings beat themselves by any means. Tonight, I, I do think it was a little bit more of that story or that, yeah, that story. I'm just talking about tonight. Yeah, well, tonight for sure. And I, and I do think that, it, I think the prime example is, okay, so the Kings have probably held the majority of, you know, or outplayed Vegas a little bit going into the third period. You know, they've got the 1-0 lead. All of a sudden, you know, the the pressure flips and you know Vegas is down a goal so they start throwing it at the net and and voila it's one to one now there's two ways to react of all right boys we got to get back on it let's go back and get the game winning goal well the kings didn't do that they they just played to to not lose and you can't do that against a team that's 
A has you know fifty something wins on the year, and then at the same time, a team that's up 2-0, you know, they've got all the momentum. You can't just sit back and expect yourself to make it to overtime and then hope for a, a power play or a, an odd man break. Like they just they just sat back on their heels, and all of a sudden it was three one three minutes later. But this is but this is why I use the phrase I feel like they beat themselves because the scores three to two. There's a million ways you can get a three two score. What we saw was, as you said, the Kings came out, they played a physical game, right? The first 10 minutes of the game, they were hitting everything that moved. Yep. You know, they were all over them. They take a lead in the game, it's one to nothing. But how many times this season, never mind, you know, the half as our yeah. career as Kings fans, <laughs> how many times have we seen the Kings dominate for long stretches, only score one goal? Yeah. And you say to yourself, if they don't get a second one, the other team is going to have. It's very difficult to shut out a team in the National Hockey League, especially in the playoffs. <laughs> They're going to get one, and, if, and then it's a tie game. Anything can happen, and as we saw, as soon as it was 2-1, to one, it was 3-1. to one. And, this, they, I mean, three goals in three games, you can't... <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't win a Stanley Cup no. playoff series that way, no matter how good your goalie is yeah. or how injured or uninjured you guys are. It's just... It's, but it's stifling. It's, it's from day one of the series... And I said it on podcasts past, just the minute they crossed the, the blue line. I was actually excited for the first couple shifts tonight. They were dumping it in. And I was like, okay, you know what? This is the game they have to play. Mm-hmm. They just got to dump the puck in every mm-hmm. single time. But yep. they couldn't even, like, do that. I mean, they're just stifling this team. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. oh, I just hate missing, I just hate, I love the positive Jesse. It was so fun to have you around for Sorry. a couple games. <laughs> he gone. <laughs> New Jesse, who does? That's right. <laughs> I mean, look, going into the series, I said that I thought um, the Kings had... Kings and six, I think we all Yes, said, I did. Yeah. Oh, look, I was wrong. I, if, it takes a big man to admit when he's wrong, and I'm nothing if not a big man. Um, but no, look, I said, look, you have... The Kings have a clearly defined top six, you know, roster of top six players. Obviously, Drew Doughty and Jake Muzzin and Alec Martinez are those guys. Quick as that guy. We don't know... Vegas is a weird untested entity in the playoffs. We know that their top line's amazing. We know that they have James Neal and guys like that, but the real question was how would the bottom six players match up against each other? How would... Want me to answer that? <laughs> well, no. The, the, I mean, the answer is clear in the series lead. But so what I said was that, the, the, that and, and I think it's unfair to put this pressure on him. He's a very young player, and it's not his fault, per se. But I said going into the series in various places that the, that the fulcrum on which this series would tilt is Adrian Kempe. Because in the past, your King's third line was Jarrett Stoll, you know, Dustin or Justin Williams, sometimes Dustin Brown, sometimes Mike Richards, sometimes Dustin Penner. Veteran, good players. Adrian Kempe has not scored a goal since February 7th. He was a minus two in this game. He's playing great, right? I can point to a million different things that he's done well, but unfortunately, in a series like this, where the Kings have only scored... Three goals. Three goals, and the Golden Knights have scored six... <laughs> the Kings need the Kings need to be fair, they scored three until tonight. Yeah, no no, but that's my point, is that is that what it comes down to is secondary scoring and depth yeah. scoring and the Kings don't have any, right? Yeah. Will uh, not Willie Mitchell, uh Tori Mitchell, Nate Thompson, Kyle Mitchell, Kyle Clifford, yeah. Trevor Lewis, Adrian Kepe, Mike Amadio, none of these guys have come even close to scoring. And that's ultimately why the Kings are not as good as the Golden Knights. Yeah, I'm glad you opened up the the, the scope to, to secondary scoring mm. opposed to just Adrian Kempe and I think you're exactly right. It's one of those uh, the areas of the game where the Kings relied a lot. A oh and Toby Reader. And to- yeah okay well t- <laughs> <laughs> thanks for putting that one in there. Uh, it's, it's the Kings you know f- 
relied on Kopitar's huge year, and then they relied on the resurgence of Carter when he came back, and they relied on Toffoli when he got hot, and, and, and Pearson when he played well, and, and then the, the bounce-back year of Drew Doughty. And in the playoffs, you know, with how important matchups are, and, you know, who knows, you know, how Vegas is going to go with, you know, all the, you know, the different, you know, lines that they have and, you know, the depth that they do have with the youth and, and so on and so forth. Uh, but what was so interesting was... You know, you've got guys exactly as you mentioned with you know Kempe who hasn't scored and then, you know Toffoli has kind of disappeared and then you know Pier- Pearson who played well tonight didn't look great in the first two games and, and Carter's down and all of a sudden you, know, you your big guys aren't producing that's when you need the secondary scoring to to show up and it's it's just been non-existent well and and I want to button hook back to what I said about them beating themselves mm-hmm. if your second line isn't scoring and if your third and fourth lines are getting taken to the woodhouse by the other team's third and fourth mm-hmm. lines it's a lot easier to to shut down the top line very much so taken to the woodhouse is my favorite Netflix series <laughs> coming it's out a, it's a Bloomhouse horror film <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I mean yeah but you know uh, Vegas's two top scorers, Neil and Carlson, didn't score until this game. Right. So it's like, you know, it's just, like you said, in terms of Kempe, I was talking about it with a, a friend of the pod, Jack A. Wilson, earlier. It's like, I don't know, Kempe may not have it this year, but I think I'm road. starting to see some strides in him. And I think he's going to be one of those players that everyone in the league is going to hate, except yes. for the people the people that cheer for his team. Like, he just needs a little bit more size. And, and experience, and I think it's a lot to ask. What is he? Twenty two? That's what I said. I don't think yeah. it's fair to I mean, put it's it just on like him. A but a lot but... to put on him. But you know, it's it's unfortunate. And, yeah. and he and Toffoli and all the secondary scoring, which was so strong earlier in the year, it, you can probably chart it analytically to when Kopitar took off on this, you know, heart esque. Yep. And let's be honest, I'm glad the heart voting is <laughs> before the the postseason. Yeah, not for, for Kopitar's sake, but like <laughs> when he took off with his, you know. Amazing season! All that secondary scoring went away, so it's yeah. it's now it's we're seeing the it's a, the result of it. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's a, it's a forgotten aspect of the Kings' season. I yeah. think it's you know I think we just ignored the fact that all of a sudden to fully kind of plateaued or 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 didn't keep producing at that pace, and then all of a sudden Pearson kind of slowed up at the end of the year and, and you look at Kempe who's what February 7th you said Jesse mm-hmm. the last time he scored it's one of Tory Mitchell Nate Thompson now those aren't necessarily your goal scorers in your depth Trevor Lewis guys like that it's just you know Kopitar Trevor Lewis had a career yeah <laughs> offensively yeah all right jesse uh, uh relatively speaking yeah no, uh, there's 26 points but it was a yeah career. no I, yes uh, but it's one of those situations where it, I, I believe we got better with every trade this year, and, and that's hard to do. And for Rob Blake, I, I think he set the team up in a great area. It's just unfortunate with you need luck and you need the puck luck, you need the injuries to go your way. All, all of a sudden, you've got Vegas who doesn't have any injuries they're dealing with, and the Kings mm-hmm. have what may look like potentially the second line of a few banged up guys who aren't at their best. Defense, you know, you got one back tonight, but you're still missing Forbert, who's played, you know, all 82 games essentially. Uh, it's just, it's, it's tough because it, we're, you're staring at a 3-0 deficit in a situation where it should be 2-1, and you know, until that tying goal happened, it, it just flipped. I'm gonna say something that may get me fired. Um, oh boy. I'm not. Um, in- <laughs> <yeah>. Please. <laughs> 
I'm not entirely sure that this team did get better as the season went on. And I feel the same way I did in that 2015-16 series, the half, when the Kings went out and they got Le Cavalier and Shen, at the, uh, not at the trade deadline, but like in January. Le Terra? Le Cavalier and Luke Shen. Or not Le oh. And, um... And everybody was really thrilled because it was this great sort of story about, like, oh, Vinny Le Cavalier taking off the dust heap of the Philadelphia Flyers, and look at that, he's scoring points, and isn't it great to have Le Cavalier back in the league? And it was, but he didn't play defense, and he didn't score in the playoffs, and they got dummied by the Sharks, and Luke Shen is technically an NHL defender. Um, Jeez. I don't think he's anymore. I mean, he's on the Coyotes. <laughs> yeah, so, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Technically, yeah. he plays in the National Hockey League. But, but um, look, I'm sure he's a lovely man, and apologies <laughs> to the Shen family. But but, but, it, but the question is, did this team... More of a Braden Shen family, yeah. so. <laughs> The question is, did this team get better as it progressed? And you look at their record in October when they had guys that were sort of chuckling about, like, oh, Mike Amalari, you know, UC Jokinen, and oh, remember when they, you know, brought Looks up like. Andrew? Yeah, exactly. They were unbelievable. Cross, they, they were unbelievable in October. <laughs> they, you know, obviously slipped a little bit in, in November, and then they had a bit of a, a wacky December. But then as the season progressed and they kept making all these trades, January was awful. February was, you know, slightly better. And then March, as we saw, was that up and down and up and down and up and down. So the question is, if they're shifting to a new identity, what is that new identity? Because we're, we're down 3 to the Golden Knights. Um, I don't think we know the identity. I, that's, and that's And I know you're getting at that, but yeah. I just... I think the Kings roster is still in the transition period yes. of the old Kings and the new Kings. Yeah. And... I, I, I just I have an answer for you. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll let take over. All right, Alex Iafalo. Yeah, that's the identity of the Kings. Like and like he was mm-hmm. just saying, uh-huh. Mario Kempe. Yep. We this is a transition thing, and you you and I have always made jokes about the Red Wings, how they were able to kind of transition for twenty years mm-hmm. and you know make the playoffs, but bring in new guys from the system. And I think that having what the Kings have, and, and you've been to Ontario more than I have ever. Um, but, but to have that minor league team now that can be, you know, isn't just an affiliate, can right. be literally a feeder. I think that's the identity moving forward. Yeah. And, I mean, I, not to get sidetracked, but Aya Follow was, like, unstoppable tonight. He was Breaking the, up plays he was, left and right. Forecheck. I mean, yeah. He was the best king on the ice tonight. By far. And, it, by by far. far. And... and I don't mean this in a bad way, but that's not a good thing. No, it's not. It's, it's, not. it's right. Not. No, you're 100 right. Iafalo played the game of his life tonight. He, you know, had the game. You know, had the first goal of the game and had chances left and right. But when you have a guy like Kobitar, and, and Kobitar didn't play bad tonight, but he didn't play yeah. heart trophy esque. You, you've got guys like that Carter. Who? What's going on? Dowdy <laughs> played fine. Yeah, I thought Dowdy would play much better. I, I Dowdy coming off of a game where everyone else just played five periods, yeah. and you're pissed off because you don't think you should be suspended. He had an indirect effect on the game, but I expected more of a direct effect in the sense where he's the one making the plays. He's the one making the, the, the breakout pass that sets up a guy. He's the one who creates the offensive opportunity on the power play. That wasn't there tonight, and that's what I think was a it was a not a letdown, but something I expected tonight and, and, and just didn't see. Next year, you know, 
obviously, I think we expect there'll be even as we said there'll be more. No, no, no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about this. Let it go. Don't ask me. Never let anyone. Is this podcast going to talk about the core? Is that That's exactly where I'm going with this. Fans, no, no. You know that Jesse's at his lowest when he wants to talk about the core. No, but the point is, this the core of the following year. We're still in the playoffs. Wow. There, there will be more transitions between now and and. Oh yeah, Kovalchuk's a free agent, man. So, oh my God. <laughs> and we could have Kovalchuk, we could have other Russians. You want to see some secondary uh, scoring? <laughs> yeah. So the question then is, what changes can you make for game four, right? Because we are still in the playoffs. I, I can tell you. Yeah. You, you load up, you put Carter, Kopitar, Kempe out there together. I mean, you just have to load up on the line and you've got to generate some offense. That's it. I think what what needs to be addressed is the consistency of pressure, and we saw it in the first ten minutes. And then, you know, a few things kind of, <laughs> a few things, you know, just started getting a little out of character. Maybe the emotions got high, and they just left the game plan of d- just pressuring the D, going and being physical. Like, and now I I understand the game has changed in the the years that they won the cup, where they you know could beat up teams and and you know wear them out. But at the same time. To the point where, you know, in the years that they won the Cups, it, where they'd go in, dump it, and, and bully them and, and yeah. batter them up, you still need to go in there and cause havoc. Now, it doesn't mean you have to go kill the guy, but at the same time, you got to go in there, break up the plays, send two guys deep. They're going to have to take risks in Game 4 because they've played conservative in three straight games, and they've lost all three games. That's exactly what I was about to say. You've played Kings hockey, you've played your style, and you're losing 3 to nothing. Didn't I'll, I'll concede that Game 2... Was just yeah. bad luck, right? Like Dowdy got suspended, Muzzin was out. They mm-hmm. tried, they tried. I didn't think they tried to score during game two. I thought they just spent the entire mm-hmm. eighty minutes, um, no, eight. or a hundred minutes, <laughs> trying to yeah. <laughs> um, trying to keep Vegas from scoring and hoping for a miracle. Yeah. But either way, we're down three to nothing. If you want to have any hope of coming back in this series, I agree. I say go for it, load up, and yeah, you got to, you know, and and, and if. Uh, if, if the polio of them is injured, I don't know, put Brudinski in. You know, I right. mean, you just have to, like, yeah, go for it. It's not, I don't think Andrew off the answer. But right. It's just, uh, um, but, but, you know, I, 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 what you guys are saying about Kings hockey, I don't know. Like, for me, what, what, what Vegas and LA are playing right now, like, that's the new hockey. That's, that's, Kings are playing the new system. When you see Reeder and Kempe come down the wing there, that's speed like the Kings have never had, and it's on par with the rest of the team. I just think Vegas is just so much better than the Kings. I hate to say that with the Vegas guys in front of us, but like, <laughs> they're just so much better. Which is and a, it's not a fluke. And solid I, know, I, I know it's so easy to turn this expansion story into like, oh, this would be like the Ottawa Senators of 99. Right. No, those teams were such crap. They were the, the dregs. Mm. of the league and this is now you've got a, I'm not going to say elite but you've got a team that believes in themselves with a great coach and and we've seen in 2012 what can happen with that and I think that's what this team is right now so we are now complimenting the Golden Knights in, fr- <laughs> in front of uh, where'd Ryan go uh, well anyway Ken, Ken, Ken Bulky from Sinbin is here now 
Um, did you go and hug everybody in the locker room? No, we don't do such a thing. <laughs> no, I mean, that's just, just spiritually. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, so, all right, so your team's up 3 to nothing. Then Now you have 45 seconds to say, I told you so. <laughs> yeah, I don't even need it. I mean, I, I came into the series thinking that the Kings are relatively inconsistent, and I think that what you've seen in this series, especially tonight, was microcosm of what the Kings are. They come out, they play real well for an entire period, they take the lead, they have it, they have opportunities, they're killing penalties, their momentum's in their side, the building's on their side, they have the chance, and and then there's a, that lapse, and then the lapse turned into a real bad lapse, which you cannot do against the Golden Knights. If, if you give up a goal, you better be on your toes, because they're coming the next time, and the next time, and the next time, and I even said it to Jason before, if the Golden Knights get one, and I didn't think they were gonna, I thought they were gonna lose this game one to nothing as the game went on. But the second they got it, I said, "This game's over. Vegas wins." That's painful to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do, did you disagree? No. Um, the, well, I think no. I think the, the description of you know, the inconsistency is perfect because Jesse, as you were touching, you know, roughly five minutes ago, perfect start to the year. You know, win you know right. ten and ten out of their first you mm-hmm. know twelve or whatever it may be. And then January was awful. And then February is better. And then March is win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. And that's it's, – it, it defines it perfectly. It's just a season where, you know, with all the trades in and out and the rosters moving around and the changing the identity or at least the, the transforming into the, the new NHL, it, it just turned into a, a year in, in the microcosm of the game. It was the exact way the year has been. We were talking about goalies earlier, Ken. Um which I mean, obviously, Fleury's played well. Quick has played well. How how much of the success of this series for Vegas do you put on Fleury's shoulders? Today's the only game I really put it all that much. I think Vegas highly outplayed the Kings in the other two games. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that it, it winds up going to double overtime because Quick was fantastic. Golden Knights weren't getting as much traffic as I think they probably should have been getting in front of the goal in the first two games, but when you have that much possession, you should probably win the game, especially at home. But today... There were a couple chances that Flurry came up with some big saves, and, and there were a couple of opportunities that a lesser goalie, if you if you don't have a three-time Stanley Cup winner in on the expansion team, you probably don't win this game. You're probably at 2-1 right now. I'm two and a half cups, really. No, you're right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, but the, the point is that I think today was the day, and I would not say he stole today's game. No. I think well, he had a good game, but I yeah. don't think he what, stole it. What I yeah. said earlier, I was so impressed with Florida tonight, and, and we were we were comparing him to other you know, not since Lundqvist in 2014 of the Kings. I mean, the Kings have been rarely been <laughs> well, in the playoffs. We only had to face but one but I, I'm even thinking, <laughs> I'm even including 2012. I mean, Luongo uh, with the Canucks, but they haven't really faced a goalie like Fleury. And every time the Kings were able to get the space on either side, he would deflect it up the middle. I mean, his rebound control was unreal, like I haven't seen from another goalie besides John Quick, who I see every night. So it just, I, I, it's interesting to hear, uh, uh, you know, a, a a Vegas reporters say that like one and two, meh. Because for me, like Flurry was like, oh, I was screaming his name the you first time. Oh, I thought it was amazing. Oh those yes, games. See, I, I, didn't, I thought Quick was was phenomenal. Well, no, he quickly. I, mean, I, just, I just didn't. That, you know, I just didn't think that. the the there weren't the spectacular. Yeah. We see the spectacular from Flurry from time to time, and there was one moment where he's laying on his back, swimming around, and Kopitar has the puck behind the behind the goal. He appears on the other side and. Like magic, Flurry's back on his feet, back in position. I'm like, how is this possible? He was just 
doing snow angels, and now he's back. So I thought today was his best game for sure, but it comes back to me. The Kings had this game. No. They had it. Yeah. They had it the whole time. It's and much then, worse than someone else. I know. It's painful, right? But it's, it, and it's not. I'm not. I'm not. Kings fans, we're throwing him over the balcony. I'm, sorry. I'm not trying to do that. No, I don't. I don't. Nice. I don't it's try to. to have, like, it's just. It's. It's a game that I think it was there for them. Was. And I. And oh yeah. I was kind of looking forward to. Right, this is over. I'm done with this. I was looking forward to coming up here and telling you that I still think the Golden Knights are winning five, even with the Kings winning today. Uh, oh but, yeah, no, definitely. But now it's 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 over on Tuesday. Yeah, well, guys. yeah. I mean, it certainly looks that way, Jack. You were gonna. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think you know. I think we're all on, all on the same page in the sense that yes. you know, game, King's bad. Yeah, well, Golden King's bad. Good. Golden Knights good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but it was one of those situations where game one and two, you know, Flurry played fine. He didn't. He did what he needed to do, but it was mostly because the Kings didn't really have any golden opportunities or a consistent golden opportunity or the puck. Yeah, and that was the thing. Yeah, that's. I guess that's part of crucially, partially crucial in the sense that to score the goal. But it's one of those. Tonight, it, they they blew it, and you hate to say it, and now you got both sides saying this. You year. know, look, before Neil <laughs> scored the goal in the third period, there were about three or four rushes where the Kings would have an odd man rush, and they would fail to get a really quality scoring chance, and then it was almost as if uh, the game would throw up a mirror, and then the Golden Knights would get the exact same kind of odd man rush, only yeah. they would create a scoring chance. And I, I just kept thinking to myself, this game is going to turn on... You know, uh, to fully not passing it to Carter when he should have and taking a weak shot, and then immediately going back and I can't remember who it was for Vegas, but but he did pass it yeah. and got the shot up. But that's been know. that's been the Golden Knights game. If yeah. you play up and down, you're not going to beat them. You're just not. They're too fast. They're too good in transition, and they have a very good goalie. And th- as the game opened up like that, it was getting away from the Kings. Do you think they ran out of legs? Well, yes. I did. I did. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was gonna. That was sort of the next topic we we're gonna round out to. Is I don't know if they ran out of legs, but certainly Vegas didn't. Right. Right. Like there were tons of yeah. plays where you referenced when when Fleury was doing Snow Angels. There were a ton of plays where the Kings had the puck behind the net, had possession, had open men, could have held on and tried to pass, but instead tried to sort of try to jam it in a wraparound. I mean, the half. Have we ever seen? Uh, who was the last king that was able to actually succeed at that? Frolong? <laughs> Alexander Frolong. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, for Ken and Jack, that was 2004, I think. Um, I was nine. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I do think that that triple overtime, or double overtime game, rather, um, obviously it benefits the Knights more than the Kings. What I'm curious to know about you three guys, and I want to preface this strongly when I say this, I do not think this series is the result of bad officiating. I do not think the Kings <laughs> lost any of the three games because of bad officiating. However, that is one of the narratives in, on Kings Twitter. <laughs> and, oh, and, and I do think that there were some particularly bad calls. The half, what did you think? I think there has been bad officiating. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's affected either team. In right. this. I mean, maybe Dowdy. Look, and you can go either way with, with, with the Dowdy suspension. But um, besides losing Dowdy in game two, like no, I don't. I, I think there were some awful calls tonight. But both, both they got made up on both ends. Yeah. Um, for the Kings. But do you want to hear what angry John Stevens has to I say? I would love to hear what angry John Stevens. Uh, has we to get say. a guy suspended for making a hockey play, and he butt ends 
one of the best players in the world with the butt of his stick. So if I was confused before, this is so John Stevens, I'm bewildered now. That's an intent to injure play. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't I, I don't like hard hockey. I love hard hockey. This is confusing. Uh, anyways, um, good, honest, hard hockey. I love it. And Kopitar's is as tough of a guy as you can find. You guys make the judgment because it's a bunch of BS to be honest with you. So that's that's now consecutive uh, press yeah. scrums. Wait, did he actually he say that? Yes. Oh. He said BS. He said BS. Are we referencing the Halla play? Yeah, it was the Halla play that we're talking about. As from a neutral perspective, at least, Kopitar cross-checked Halla from behind to get him in that position. Now, yeah. now I don't... Halla may have overreacted in the sense of yeah. swinging his butt end of his stick up into Kopitar's face but at the same time like we have to address how that got there and why that resulted in that play sure it Here, happened before though yeah but here's my problem with that before in the game one Howla takes a swing with his left hand misses and then decides to kind of says oh I yeah. missed I didn't successfully punch him in the face I'll fix that yeah. and a cross check um, you know a cross check is more yeah. of a hockey play than a butt end and, and, and yeah, it wasn't yeah. a cross check so much at... as it was a net front battle <laughs> that happened to end in him pushing him with his arms extended in a cross check, but that play yeah. happened earlier in the game, and and yeah, but then England cross checks a guy in the back. It's Brown, and Brown trips, and they make the call. Yeah. There should have been a call on Hall. The, yeah. the difference is they're over five on the power play. No, the, again, so I don't think it's, it's I don't to, think the the, the officiating yeah, is know, to blame. And Vegas stunk on the power play. They were awful. Yeah. The only reason I bring it up is because, as we said at the end of the second game. Penalties have an impact on the game, not just in handing sure. teams oh, yeah, yeah. power plays, but it alters the way. But it alters the way you play, and so it felt. You know, we had the three interference calls in the first two games, and now we have right. Kopitar cross checks Howla. Howla punches him in the face. No call. Brown is cross checked to the ice, right, in an almost identical play, and the guy skates over his stick, and Brown is called for tripping. Like, but it's a different yeah, game, though. No, he slashed his legs out from under him. <laughs> well, is it not a different game? Do no, we it not is a come totally into the series game. saying if. If you'd have told me coming into the series, yeah, they're not going to call stuff, I'd have told you, oh boy. (laughs) Now all of a sudden, they aren't calling certain things, they are calling other things. It's not been horribly consistent, but it's not been, it's been, I will admit, it's been slightly towards Vegas, but I think that that's based on a year of playing the good guy role and getting on the right side. And when 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 you play that role and you come into the series thinking, please don't, Please call the penalties like they're supposed to call them. Right. When they do, you applaud them. Mm-hmm. I think it goes back to, to your preface of I, I really don't believe that this has any effect on the, the games itself. Yeah. It, 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 it should be 3 0. And it's yeah. because the Kings gave a game away tonight and they didn't deserve to win the first two. And regardless of you know whether the, the Brown penalty should have been called or if. You know, Hollis should have gotten a penalty because of what happened earlier in the game. Everything, you know, it's the slippery slope mentality of it, it, it is inconsistent, but... It, Dowdy it, won, too. Yeah. Dowdy, Dowdy whacks a guy in the back of the head. He turns around, punches him in the face, and Marsha Show goes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, don't do it. Well, sure, your team's up three to nothing. Well, no, not at that time. <laughs> not at that time. It's 1-0 at that time. Yeah. It's 1-0, and we're starting at the third period down a goal. That's a huge kill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, and it's a weak call, in yeah. my opinion. But I've seen weak calls the other way. Now, I, I've gone 36 minutes without inflicting my insanity onto this podcast, and that's about enough as I can handle. All right. Um, we were going for like two minutes without it. Uh, yeah, we, uh, time out. We, 
We started talking about next year. Yeah, he's it already hit. <laughs> I started. I started the sentence. Yeah. There will be changes before next year. I didn't yeah. start talking about Gabe Velarde yet. Um, oh yeah, wow. that's that's. You want to make a change for Game Four? Bring Velarde. Yeah, if we like, could. That'd be screw, great. Screw you, yeah. OHL. Yeah, 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 yeah. Screw you. We'll, we'll take the. We'll that's right. it this year. And can we get Matt Molson up here somehow? Anyway, no. This it's is not our property. That doesn't make any sense. He's playing for he's, the Ontario. He's, he's blood related to the team. That's right. Ugh, unbelievable. For those of you who don't know, he's Jonathan Quick's brother-in-law. Um, Insanity. Breaking news. Oh, I've totally forgotten. That's how insane Can I am. We... No, no, okay, this is what. You said the Kings didn't deserve to win the first two games. I, this, when the King, when this series is over, mm-hmm. the final score of the series, as far as I'm concerned, should read Vegas Golden Knights 3, LA Kings, however many games they wind up winning. Because game two for me is, it's out the window, right? And and I'm not saying that Vegas doesn't deserve to move on because of that or anything. They do. They're better than the Kings. We've said it. We've spent 40 minutes saying it. But to me, if you want, as a Kings fan, if you want to do some sort of meaningful analysis of what happened in this series, how they lost, why they lost, and what the team's weaknesses are moving forward, I think you have to throw Game Two out the window. It was a double overtime game where they were missing half their defense, and they lost again, double overtime. On a on a goal where Quick went to make a poke check and and yes. then they missed. If they win that game, right, which they could have easily done, just as easily as they could oh, yeah. have lost, then we're looking at a, a totally different game tonight, a totally different series. I'm not saying I don't think so. You're squinting your face, but I'm saying from a, I just don't think this I'm game would have been I'm different. Not, uh, maybe not. Maybe it wouldn't have. I'm just saying as far as analyzing what the Kings need to address moving forward, not not That's who's fair. The, not who's the better team, because um, it's clearly Vegas. We need to address. Are we supporting? Vegas or San Jose. That's what we need to worry oh, about Vegas. moving forward. Isn't that all? I mean, no, yeah, don't you think? Actually, I, yeah, I you don't get a vote because you're rooting for Minnesota, <laughs> and you don't get a vote because you're Vegas. <laughs> this, we're just going to be on this side of the table here. Sorry, we'll be back in five minutes. But, it's but Vegas, you, right? It's Vegas, but you know where, where you and I stand on our Shark Short and Freud, where we want the Sharks to win the Cup without Thornton and Marlowe. Or to lose it to Toronto. <laughs> or to lose it to with, Toronto, with but I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. No, friend. no, no, it doesn't. I don't know, man. Like, I think this series is a perfect example of why you just want... you got to take care of your chances when they're there. And if Vegas can beat the Sharks, then fine. Because... I mean, look, the reality is if Vegas won the Cup, I don't... That's a perfectly good story. And I wouldn't be surprised the way this story. team... I would. Really? Yeah. Is it that really? crazy of a story? Yeah. Is it that crazy of a story to have yes. a draft that benefits... Like, that is unlike other expansion drafts? I mean... I don't know. Like, I just don't think it's. I don't think it's this like cast-off story that like the narrative of the. Uh, For the record, I think we're now talking about whether or not Vegas will win the cup <laughs> yeah. with one have game left in the team? series. Have you seen and that I'm, team? And I'm and I'm the crazy one. Have you seen that team <laughs> out there? <laughs> I think what's. Uh, I think they roll four lines. <laughs> I think what, a great point that Ray Ferraro brought up in in game two. Ben Former Rod- King Ray Ferraro. Uh, yeah, sure. Former uh, team. <laughs> uh, that he brought up in game two broadcast was the Vegas Golden Knights. They're not a inexperienced team by any means no. they're not a, a, a young team by any means well they're young but they're not inexperienced right, that's right. the biggest difference here it's not a, it's not a bunch of 18 year old rookies so no. I mean, that's what I mean it wasn't like they just took some OHL like junior no. team and bumped them up right. like, like this wasn't the plan like, no, like no, I know I know we, all, but, but I know <laughs> I know we talk about the rules I know we talk about they were better but they drafted players including William Carlson to be good down the road. The plan was not to be good now. This was oh, yeah. this was a mistake. 
and yeah. it stands as a mistake, and that's why they're going to win the cup. Yeah, well, no, it's stupid. And I feel bad. I feel bad. I feel happy and bad for for Vegas fans because it's going to be all downhill from season one. That's yeah. like, that's great like, point. <laughs> the thing is, like, with, like it took us twenty five years yeah. of being hard luck like fans before we were able to like raise that banner, and it was so much more satisfying. Oh, see, but you you game. had a team to watch. That's true. That's no, no, point. but I but I had. I mean, I'm sure the half and I could dig up conversations where we had this conversation. I had just, I had just resigned myself to the notion that I would never see yeah, the I Kings win a Stanley Okay, Cup. well, let's not address that with a Minnesota fan <laughs> on, the line, <laughs> on the podcast here. Uh, but no, with with Vegas is Dallas won the Cup. Oh, sorry, uh, with Vegas, two guys were on a Stanley Cup roster last year. You yeah, had, you have James Neal, and you have. Mark Andre Fleury, like they have the experience and they they know what it takes. They have, and again, like it keeps coming back to Vegas. Everyone on that roster had something to prove this year. Everyone felt that they you know didn't deserve to be let go or didn't yeah. deserve to be protected. Except the two guys they benched today. Except for the two guys <laughs> that they benched today, which uh, is huge. They they made it. That's a ballsy decision. Benching Tatar is ballsy. So that, was a, that was a bench They traded a first, oh. second, and a third round pick to bench a guy for a guy they picked up on waivers from the Sharks. That's what happened. Well, when you put it, it that way. I just want to say <laughs> yeah. that. It worked. No, the reason, I, the reason I am not yeah. convinced that Vegas will win the Stanley Cup is exactly sure. because of... York. Well, yeah, that also. <laughs> Welcome to all the Kingsmen. Um, but no, be, specifically because of how this series has played out. They face a Kings team with all of the shortcomings that we've just spent the last 40 minutes listing, right? No secondary scoring. No depth. Inconsistent effort levels. Roster in transition, new coaching staff, uh, you know, heightened expectations, all this stuff, and they scored one goal. It's three zero, Jesse. I understand. I understand. There's also the Vegas clue. Well, we're not going to end, and the fact no, that they flashlights in the no, goalie's eyes. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Forget about the Vegas clue, and I'm going to have you here for this. I think we've learned in this series. Why Vegas have been so successful? It's those goddamn boards yeah. at the T-Mobile Center. No, you guys life, have been no. like, yeah. but here's the thing: I played, I played, I played college hockey, and we used to play at the Cornell um, Arena. And our coach knew if you hit the board at the certain spot, yeah. it would always come out right to the net. And we would sit there and practice and practice hitting the boards. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not the Vegas flu. Those it's guys the know how, it's the it's the home arena. Those guys know yeah. how to play there. Yeah. There's, they should. There's, <laughs> well, there's certain arenas. I think Vancouver's one, uh, Minnesota is one, and Detroit. They all have just insanely bouncy boards. Yeah. And if you know how to play, it's such an advantage. Yeah, such I mean, two were two of the three goals, I believe. No, because I even In saw Vegas? it. Like mm-hmm. there was so many Only plays one. tonight. This is just talking. Where they were shooting the wide shots. I mean, I know that's become that slap yeah. pass wide shots become a play, but like yeah. the King, the the, the, the yeah. Vegas was still trying to do that here oh, in the yeah. Staples Center. Mayor, the Kings still going to win in five? That would be mathematically impossible, <laughs> so I'm going to say no. But I will say this. They will absolutely win game four. Okay. All right. Wow. And then? And then we go back to Vegas for game five. <laughs> oh, and God. We, as in, we as in us right here, yeah. we as in the team. Oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a we guy, so yeah. Parking's too expensive here, boys. Yeah, right. $41 yeah. at my hotel. Forty-one dollars oh, well, yeah. yeah, but you don't have to spend, pay a resort fee. Uh, Forty-one dollars <laughs> for your hotel room. <laughs> yeah, but no my lazy, car's not worth no lazy river though. No lazy river. It is a that's true. Here. No, that is true. <laughs> or sharks. Um, yeah, but you know, uh, <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Um, one thing I want to bring up. So I, I sat in my seat tonight as a mm. <clears throat> fan, as a and 
And um, after the game, you know, there was, there was a good... I, you, Jack, you'd estimated, what, about 5,000? There was, there was a good number of, 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 oh of Knights goodness. fans here. Uh, in a way that we haven't seen in the playoff. I mean, we've never seen the Ducks or Sharks fans come yeah. up here like like the Vegas fans did. So kudos to them. But there was in my section, there was, you know, they were all really polite. There wasn't, like, a lot of, like, grandstanding. But you could see at the end of the game some frustrated Kings fans started jawing with some Knights fans. And I just had this overwhelming feeling of, like, I'm so happy for the Vegas fans and the Vegas hockey community because, like, to, to have... To, to be a fan of the game and then all of a sudden have a team and then have it be this successful, like, like they should be so proud. They should be allowed to cheer in yeah. our arena right now because it's like, it's, it's, it's what we would have been in season one of this team in 1967, yeah. you know? There was a moment, Ken, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was game one where Fleury made the save and then juggled yep. yeah. the puck. Yep. And I just thought... To be a Knights fan in that moment must be like a kind of sports fan euphoria that we haven't felt in a couple of years, right? Where your team is on a roll, they're in the playoffs, they have a lead in the game, and then your goalie gets to do something, you know, that yeah. just... And I, that goalie. Yeah, right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. About, yeah. It's that oh, person. I tweeted, I tweeted, this person is not human. Right. The, the Dowdy clap tonight was the, yeah. right when the team was still winning totally. and, and those but little moments. They had, uh, was it England, the defenseman, they had... Uh, NHL or someone tweeted out him leaving I don't know if it was a practice facility or going mm. to the airport yeah. yep, yep. there was thousands yeah. of fans lined up cheering so it's it's not just like a front runner type thing you can't really be a front runner when you've never had anything to like to, to turn your back on well, no, this you know, is, it's like you just boom you're right but, but this is where one. we get to the conversation that you and I have had a million times which is you don't judge bandwagoners by when when they joined the bandwagon yeah. it's you judge them when they jump off but I'm saying and there's no reason like they, 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 well, we'll they can't never be bandwagoners know. in season one you can't no 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 of course not but the point is like <laughs> but, let, but let's say five years from now yes. they miss the playoffs and all of a sudden right and then they're rebuilding and they're yeah. doing what they probably had planned to do this year right. that would be the true test but then what like When's the last time the Kings were like rough, like bad, bad? Uh, 2016, 17. What does yeah. the building look like <laughs> down the stretch in that? Not great. Empty. Totally. Yeah. So the, the, like that's that's pretty that's gonna happen in Vegas. Oh, no, and actually, sure. it's, it's gonna, gonna probably be anywhere. it's gonna probably be exacerbated because it's gonna be all away fans. Like the regular season's never gonna change. Right. It's gonna be on a normal day. It's gonna be thirty percent away fans on a day when Chicago, Detroit, somebody like that. It's gonna be fifty. Well, welcome now. I mean, that's it's, what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's the that's way it goes. Yeah. But yeah. when the team is good, practice is jammed. They're out there waving flags in ninety-five degree weather and not allowing me to park. I'm, parking's <laughs> been bad for me this last week. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I hate it. No, but but the point, the half sure point stands, and it's one of the reasons I'm most concerned about the Golden Knights moving, not just this season, but moving forward for years to come. We, the Ducks have been around for 25 years, yeah. and they that fan base just is what it is. They buy their season tickets and then they sell their playoff tickets. And the half and I strolled into <laughs> for fifteen bucks. Yeah, for game seven, for game seven <laughs> Kings versus wait, wait, you did not seriously pay fifteen. Sorry, we paid twenty five dollars. I mean, he paid, he handled the transaction. I just <laughs> wow. strolled in, but it was yeah, it's, wow. it's, it was a joke. That's and they were good seats, and we're behind the wow. the Kings shooting into. And, yeah, I mean, and, they were they were they were they don't really have like a it's, it's a weird it's like it's not, they don't have suites there, so yeah. it's kind of like where our suites are here. So they're pretty can good I just seats. say how awful that building is? <laughs> But, oh, yeah. but that's why it's, oh, it's like it's, playing hockey in a hotel lobby. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. most perfect. It has no yeah. like charm, like no. whatsoever. But, but they've been there for twenty five years. They've won the cup within the last <coughs> decade, like, just barely, right? Like so, the notion that somehow Ducks fans are gonna be, are gonna become a challenge that the Kings ever have to worry about is meh. The yeah. Sharks, 
you know, there's a weird Northern California, Southern California thing. They still do the shark chomp. And, look, nothing will ever be funnier than all of the things that have happened to the Sharks. Um, but all of a sudden, we have this new team that's good right away. And, and it's actually, it's like the Canadian teams in the early aughts, or the early teens of this decade, right? It's cheaper for them to come here yeah. than for us to go there. It's going to change, though. Maybe. I so mean, so this, this series particularly, it was $225 to get in the building at the first game. It's your 80. building. It, it, in yeah. It's 80 here. Right. Not to mention a first-round playoff game. Game three, first round, biggest game in team history. Right. Tonight was the biggest game in team uh, history. Right. For $80, that's four hours away. No brainer. And a hotel room that when it's advertised online is actually that price. <laughs> Except for the $41 parking, okay. Jesse. Okay, fine. My hotel room that I stayed in Vegas didn't cover the $75 parking. Fly, <laughs> flying to Birmingham. Well, you're going to practice. Either way. Yeah. Either way, Burbank, though. Yeah. Next year, exactly. the following year, moving yeah. forward, it's not the price disparity is going to change <clears throat> in a series like this. If it's L.A. versus it's going to change a little bit. You're, you're not going to see as many. It's going to wind up being even both teams going both ways. I hope so. This, this year is different. Sure. Vegas will go to Winnipeg. There will be fans in Winnipeg if they play Winnipeg. There will be fans in Nashville Holt. if they play Nashville. Yeah. You know. Holt, <laughs> like, did you see the game today? 6-2. Well, I, I picked Minnesota to win the series, and what? I still think they can. Dang. I also picked Vegas to win in five, so mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. So I think we're going to use that mic. Don't end on that. To pivot. No, no, no. We're not going to end <laughs> it's on the that. King's podcast. Pivot. No, no, no. No, we're going to go so to. This game. is no. This is now the second That's best right. Vegas Golden Knights podcast out there. <laughs> no, but we're going to go. Ours we're going to. We're going to go to game four. The half. I'll start with you. In 2014, down three to nothing to the we Sharks. So, yes, you're, I know where you're going with this. We started a cultural phenomenon. The Justin Williams lock screen? No. Hashtag oh, that was sweet. That was that's friend. right. That's right. Hashtag I forgot sweep. Justin Williams. Was what does in that Chicago. waste the Justin Williams uh, <laughs> lock screen on that's the first true. round series? So, so what? Are, so what are we going to do to turn this around? We're going to say, uh, let's just not get injured out there tomorrow. All right, let's, perfect. <laughs> good practice. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's be competitive enough that Dowdy wants to come back in two years. But I mean, I honestly felt like Pumper was the only one who actually thought they could no, come back. In no, no. Yeah. When 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 Pumper Nickel came up with hashtag reverse sweep, yeah. Um, he actually believed it. Yeah. All the rest of us thought it was a great marketing uh, sure. opportunity, but he actually believed <laughs> he, it. He believed it. I, do I don't, you, how confident are you? I, I think there's a lot of pride in, blah, 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 in this dressing room. I think there's a good chance that they could win uh, game four. I would actually rather them lose game four, and yeah. we're just done, and we're, we're, we're focusing on the draft and watching all the other great series that's right. going on. Because, I mean, I just don't think... There's any yes, they might win one, they might win two, but there's no way they win four straight right. against this team. No way. Ken, you're going with five, or do you think this is a sweep? It's over. Yeah, Jack. Four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Another overtime. Another game. Yeah, overtime. yeah. You know what? Two honestly, overtimes. Honestly, that's the one thing I don't want more than anything else. Overtime. I'll lose it. Like if they come out here on. Well, oh, that would be awful. Tuesday, and it goes. Three friggin' overtimes and the Kings lose. Like that would, that would I'll just might. punch myself in the nuts all night. I, that's where I thought it was going tonight until the yeah. late in the third. Yeah. No, well, I, oh man, <laughs> uh, don't bring it up again. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> all right, uh, so I think I am going to wrap it up there. Ken, thank you for joining us. Absolutely, the half as always. <laughs> My pleasure, Jack. Good to be here. Sorry, Kings fans. That's right. But but Alex, I follow lock screen. Alex, I follow yeah. lock screen. <laughs> That's it, Kings fans. You heard it here first. Alex, I follow lock screen. Let's get it done. Uh, 
All right. Thanks Actually, for listening. Wait, wait, wait. Probably Kempe hair flip lock screen. This might be better. Can you do a GIF as a... You can on the iOS, yeah. Oh. But, but right. I'm just saying... Any sorry, of... Android users. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Linux users. Yeah, sorry, Stitcher users. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Should it be Ali Follow or Kempe Hair? I mean, I follow scored the goal tonight. Yeah, and he's been the only player for the yeah. game. Yeah, just use Carlson. <laughs> oh, oh. That's the that's the next debate topic: Carlson's hair versus Kempe's hair. Oh, it would have been great to see those hairs. See that flow go some games. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to King Sands. We'll talk to you soon. Were they listening to the podcast? <laughs>